Welcome to Papaya Talk, the podcast where we dive into the world of women's health from one generation to the next. Join us as a mother-daughter duo as we seek to empower young women through the sometimes awkward, often avoided conversation about our bodies. I'm Dr. Elisa Herrera-Set, physical therapist in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I'm Nadia Herrera-Set, public health student at Northeastern University in Boston. Together, we're going to share stories, insights, and expert advice about health, self-care, and everything in between. Hey, Nadia. Hello. Um, it's not our normal recording time. It's super late at night for you. <laughs> yeah. 10.40 p.m. It's bedtime. And for me, um, it's 7.40 at the end of a long day of working. And that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about your new job. Okay. <laughs> Ask away. <laughs> all right. So at Northeastern, where you go to school, all the students or almost all the students participate in a co-op, which means that for one, two or three semesters out of your time during undergraduate, you find with the help of um, an advisor, mm -hmm. um, a job usually paid, uh, usually has something to do with your major um, or it could be a research position or which may or not, may not be paid, or you get an international position, which mm -hmm. will likely not be paid, but you chose to pay position in, um, Boston. Um, what are you doing? Um, I'm working at a community health center. I'm basically the medical secretary. I'm the receptionist at the front desk of adult medicine in family medicine and I'm checking patients in, I'm booking appointments, I'm answering phone calls. It's a lot of uh, multitasking and I'm not necessarily treating the patients, but I'm still in that like clinical setting, outpatient clinical setting. Um, and I get to be around a lot of medical assistants and nurses and um, providers as well, which is uh, pretty nice. And in the specific community health center, I get to be around all different types of specialties um, and just general areas of medicine, which is really cool. And it's all for a specific community of Boston or neighborhood, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a big, big change. I'm working, I think it's easier for people to uh, kind of get a sense of what a co-op is if I describe it like an internship, um, because a job, I don't know, I guess temporary job or internship, but although it is temporary, I am working full time, so I'm working 40 hour weeks, and that doesn't like account for like how much I have to uh, like when I have to wake up so I can take public transportation to get to work and all that. So it's definitely a big change, but I'm really liking it. Um, today in particular was a little bit hard because I had to wake up a little bit earlier. I started at 8, and then sometimes the clinic can be slow. I don't know. I've, I've worked there for... 
not even two weeks, but it feels like I've worked there forever. But the clinic was pretty slow in the morning. And then obviously the right as I'm like about to leave, it gets super busy. And because I'm not, you know, accustomed to the way that the clinic works just yet and the job as a whole, it's a little bit stressful um, and they need my help. So it's not like they have extra, I'm not like an extra person. They actually need me there because nobody else like is there to do that job. Um, There's medical assistants everywhere though that can help me out. I think like the medical assistant desks are a lot closer, which is why I'm mentioning that, but like they're closer to the, the front desk. So I can be like, hey, can you help me out with this? Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting. I've, do you get to take bathroom breaks? Like if you're the only person in the friend, like how um, do you take a break? For co-ops, like we get lunch break and they've, they assign those lunch breaks cause it's easier to go around the schedule. But I know like I can tell if I look at the schedule, like between it's my lunch is going to be between 12 and one because that's when the least amount of patients are going to be there and like people can help out if I'm not there. Um, but as far as bathroom breaks, it's a little bit difficult. Uh, obviously I could take it if I need it. Like I, I have to go and like, I would just have to tell, let someone else know. It's just possible that when I come back, there's just a lot of people that need my help. And I, a lot of the other cops are medical assistants and they also, the health center also needs medical assistance. So they're not always getting like, you know, they can't always be shadowing someone because everyone has a job that they need to do. So when they're by themselves, I'm by myself. Like they can't necessarily step in for me if I'm in the bathroom like other MAs who have been there a while can. Uh, so that that's a little bit stressful. But I've been having fun. I just... You find work fun? Get no sleep. I I think it's a good uh, change that I needed from school. I don't really like need to do anything when I get home. It just has really altered my schedule. And it's, I, I mean, altered my schedule, but I'm revolving work around what I used to do kind of just because I feel like if I changed everything it'd be a little bit um difficult mentally I feel like so what are Um, your initial thoughts I mean this is your first big girl job this is your first time having to work 40 hour weeks mm -hmm. you've had a couple paid positions in the past but they're more like you know projects here and there um definitely not 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. So as a first-time worker, full-time worker, what are your thoughts on the life of a worker? I definitely, I have a lot more structure. I have, I have structure in a different way than I did before. A lot of the times my days are like structured by somebody else that has structure, but somebody else is doing it for me. Whereas I'm taking classes. I'm picking where my classes are and what I'm doing in between. Um, I think that 
although sometimes it can be unpredictable, it is it can also it can be predictable and unpredictable. Like I don't know what's gonna be there when I get to work as far as when I the patients I'm gonna deal with or the phone calls I'm gonna get, but I know that every day I come into work, these are the expectations for me, which is kind of nice for like I don't know ease of mind, I guess. Um, Have you had any challenging situations yet? I would say only challenging just because I don't really know what I'm doing yet. It's hard to be answer your first phone call and be like, I don't know what I'm doing because that's not what a patient really wants to hear. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of kind of, it's a lot of customer service, I feel like, which is also like, um, I can't think of the word, a code switch, I think. Mm-hmm. A different- you, speaking of code switch, like, do you feel like um, the population that you're working with requires you to communicate in a way that's different than your regular way of communication? Well, in the way of, I'm, when I'm at school, I'm only surrounded by college students. So yes, but I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. I think that I'd have to I have to code switch when it's uh definitely when it's, you know, a patient that's um expressing a problem to me that's something that I can't necessarily that I don't hear about on a regular basis or can't necessarily relate to. So it's kind of um it's something it's a switch I had to turn on to make sure I'm not coming off in a way that they wouldn't want. Um, in a way that they wouldn't want to be talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you gotten it? Has I'm anybody gotten mad at you? No, I mean, I honestly, I just honest, like I, I don't think they're necessarily mad at me. I think it's just them being mad at the situation. I have to tell them, like, there's honestly nothing I can really do for a lot of things. I can tell nurses. I can send, like, providers messages. Not really, but I can attempt to through their nurse. And, like, that's as far as I can go. I can't really do anything else, which is easy for me to say, but hard for people to take. Um, I think also it's... Recently, I've had to contact my own, um, like, doctor's office and also... Oh, right. You had to do your own... You were on the other side of it, and you had to kind of well, ask a favor. I, I've been on the other side of it before. So even though I didn't, like, even if I hadn't had to recently, I think... I don't know. It's, it, it's hard for me to call someone and be like, that's, like... I'm talking to a me on the other line um, because it's annoying. And I, so it, it makes me want to like, you know, be better at my job, but I can't necessarily do that unless I'm there more, um, which is just going to take time. But I don't know. I am the annoyed patient on the other line most of the time. So it's hard to not, I mean, I get to see both sides, but it's hard to it's hard to accept it. <laughs> 
Well, I think when you're in the receiving end of customer service and you feel like the person on the other line is trying their best to solve your problem and listen to you and, and doing all that's within their capability and they're even going out of the way to think outside of the box or logically or just like beyond the canned responses, you know, like they're actually like thinking and trying to help you solve the problem to the best of their ability, then, Mm. then your people are happy with that. I mean, I understand that, but right now I honestly can't really do that because I don't really know how everything works. I think it's a thing of like, I understand how to do the, my tasks for the most part, but you know, the health center works in a specific way. So there's, you know, I guess spoken, unspoken rules of like how I approach people, how I'm messaging, all that type of stuff. How like if the patient says this, I'm not supposed to contact this. You know, like it's like that type of thing where it's just going to take time. And so I feel bad when I'm answering the phone now. Um I feel like I'm giving the best that I can at the moment, but obviously someone else could help them out way more than I could. So, which is hard, but learning. So you chose this because you're a public health major and you're thinking about working in healthcare, specifically considering um, applying to medical school and becoming a, a physician. Do you have any thoughts on whether or not you like working in that kind of environment? I definitely would say that I wish I had more patient interaction and that not that I'm not getting it with my job. Like that's just not what my job entails. So I understand that's not what I'd be getting, but I feel like in the future I'd I'm more considering going to med school because I see like the medical assistants and the providers interacting with patients and I like the way that works. So I would like to experience that at some point. Um, And it's hard to be on the sidelines and not be able to like do more than the computer allows me to. So that's another thing. Um, Do you feel like you're able to make a positive difference in the day of the people that you interact with? I would say when I'm like in, when I'm talking face to face, that in those interactions mostly are like checking people in or scheduling appointments, which is, I mean, it's pretty, um, I can't really do more than what they're asking me to. When I'm answering the phone, I can tell if people like have received what I'm saying well, and they'll tell me that patients will tell you like, I I really appreciate your help today, or you know I really um, I know you you just really helped out, and I'm I I'm glad I talked to you today, or something like that. Like you could tell over the phone, but in that way, yeah. I feel like I'm making a positive difference. It's just hard that the entire time it's like if I don't agree with what they're saying or like I'm getting annoyed or frustrated, like I'm not going to be able to express that, obviously. 
So that's are you do you have to speak any other languages or do you ever have to get translators? Uh, there are uh, interpreters in at the health center for patients. I my Spanish isn't like limited to things that are not medical related, so it doesn't really help. And I feel like getting an interpreter from the health center is probably a better option <laughs> to get the patients what they need. And I mean, there's also a bunch of other, you know, people working behind the desk that can that can help out, but or that just like happen to know Spanish. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I just don't really know medical terms in Spanish, so it's not really helpful for them mm-hmm. or me if I'm mm-hmm. the one helping them. Um, well, do you think that um, this experience, it's only been two weeks, but do you think, um, do you have any thoughts about whether or not it's helping you decide whether or not you want to apply to medical school? Well, I said before that like it makes you want to have more patient interaction. So in that but way, that's yes. not doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to medical school. You know what I mean? Like, well, sorry for me, that means I want to go to med school. That's what I'm saying. Um, but I don't know. I I just have to see. I'm. I feel like probably the way I'm approaching it would probably annoy people so much. Like, why can't you just decide or just do it all right now but I think it's a big decision yeah, you don't it's have a to big decision that. and I'd rather do it on my own terms I just I don't know yet so ask me when this is over when my co-op's done mm-hmm. um speaking of other other topics off topic I wanted to bring up another big thing going on in your life which we talked mm. about which is that you're looking for a place to live mm. so these are like the the woes of the college student like mm-hmm. figuring out what you want to do with your life in the long run and then also securing housing I think it's mm. it's pretty tough as a college student so any updates on that um no, I, I mean, I, apartment searching is not that fun, and I haven't really been able to help that much because I've been at work. But my roommates are doing most of the work. Um, that isn't touring. I think it's just hard. We live in a city, so it's uh, expensive, and things go by fast, and it's hard to get what you want. So like tackling all those things at once is a little bit stressful and overwhelming, but I'm glad I get to like, I'm glad I have to get to do it with like three other people in my situation. So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that being one of the more stressful parts of being a college student is like not knowing where the stress of trying to find an apartment, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you do it every year. Like yeah, the end of every year, but, but I guess it's like, um, it's, it's a part, it's a, it's a, a common part of being a young adult. And I guess you can laugh about it later. I had some terrible living situations. Mm. One of them, well, okay. It wasn't terrible. 
it was just, um, it wasn't terrible because I was living with people that I liked. Right. But, um, Mm. one of them was so dirty, like so, so gross and dirty. And we were just happy to have our own bedrooms and a kitchen and a balcony, but it was so dirty looking, so outdated. And there was inevitably, um, just a homeless person in our garage whenever we would go in, mm. which was scary. My car got broken into um, one time at, in that garage. Oh. And then the next place I lived in was previously a brothel. Like yeah. that, that wasn't, was... it was a beautiful home, mm. but we didn't know that it was a brothel before we lived there. And so we um, were very surprised when we kept getting visitors in the middle of the night ringing our doorbell. Yeah. Imagine like you living with four of your girlfriends or three of your girlfriends. Right. And then in the middle of the night, people would just be ringing the doorbell. That's right. not okay. Like men would be coming to the door. And like, mm. we only found out after we complained to the cops a couple times. And then they're the ones that told us. Right. Um. I think maybe we should have known when we moved in and there were red light, a box of red light bulbs and a box of condoms in the kitchen. I mean, how would you really know? I think (laughs) it's hard for us. Just we've been all been pretty lucky with dorm situations the past two years uh, of Harper and Grace. But I think it's hard to find something that, you know, I don't know. Not that it's that is better that we, I don't know, that can like one up the places that we've been able to stay. Um, but that is also not breaking the bank account. Um, but yeah, it's just been stressful and overwhelming. And I hope we don't live in a brothel. But I guess if that's the only apartment left, we're gonna <laughs> probably gonna have to. I wouldn't um, say it'd be a good idea to knowingly go into this situation, but it was still a nice place. It was a beautiful home. Um, I don't think we would have said yes to it if had we known what the history was, but right. it turned out Who's to be fine. <laughs> Your dad lived in a apartment without a bed for like yeah. four months. He didn't have a bed. That was before he started dating me. Um, I and I was like, that. why don't you have a bed? And why are you sleeping on this nasty couch? Yeah. That's um, that came from someone's garage. He also spent, I think, a semester sleeping on a beanbag. See, he's just different. I don't, I can't, I can't even compare to that because I'm not putting myself on a beanbag for a month. I mean, more than a month. That's terrible. Anything else going on in your life? Mm. No, it's it's just work. Just work and apartment stuff. But other than that, my life has been pretty much the same as last semester. But no homework, we'll though. Happens. Yeah, but... I'm tired at 8.30 now, so that doesn't really help with anything. And also half of my, most of my friends, 
are non-co-op, so they have homework. I, I just get to sit and watch them, maybe do a puzzle. <laughs> All right. Well, thank your roommate for letting you use the room while we did the podcast at <laughs> 11 p.m. Boston time. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for more discussions about health, self-care, and embracing the power of being women. Until next time.